Hello and welcome to another episode of FTD Talk. My name is John James and I am a writer and campaigner for male victims of female perpetrated domestic violence. Today I'll be talking to tattooist Bex and I'll be asking her how tattoos can help with mental health. I hope you find it interesting. Welcome Bex to FTD Talk. Hello. <laughs> um, can you tell me a little bit uh, about yourself, what you do and where you work? Yeah, uh, obviously my name is Becky Barker. I'm from South Birmingham. Um, I've been tattooing since 2008, so 13 odd years. I've worked all over the place, lived in Wales for a couple of years and then ended up in Malvern, Worcestershire because my husband's from here and just wouldn't leave. Uh, and I've started off with a little private studio here that's just kind of grown from strength to strength. And now we've got there's eight of us <laughs> and uh, we're hopefully relocating to a bigger shop. So, yeah, it's been um, an interesting journey, but it's all going good. So I can't complain. <laughs> and uh, before we talk about your work, can you, you tell me, if you know, how many tattoos you've got and the reason why you were tattooed? Uh, it's kind of just one big one now. <laughs> like I've got uh, my arms, hands, back, torso, legs. There's kind of more tattoos than skin now. Um, the reason I started getting tattooed in the, the first place, I think, was more to do with identity than anything else. Um, I struggled a lot as a teenager uh, and never really fit in anywhere and at that point girls didn't have tattoos and playing rock bands and I kind of did all of those things so giving myself the identity of a tattooed person enabled me to kind of feel quite empowered and less shy and um, it yeah I suppose it was just giving myself something a about myself for people to look at that wasn't just like my genetics and stuff and if people thought they were ugly it was fine because I really liked the way I looked with tattoos uh so it was just a really empowering thing for me and then of course they're addictive aren't they so it just got bigger and bigger and <laughs> yeah so and are you still adding to your tattoos now even now yeah yeah because of course every time you put a tattoo on your skin you end up with another space don't you so you have to fill the space with something <laughs> so it's just never <laughs> <laughs> and every time you have a tattoo does it empower you more yeah I think definitely yeah it's it's just um I mean I've, I've been quite lucky a lot of my tattoos have got really good memories attached so if they some of them have like a personal meaning like um my half sleeves are based on tarot cards which uh had the death card but it means transition and then the star card which is optimism and the bright future and then I've got the hermit on my back um but then because I've worked in so many different places and got tattooed by people that I've worked with it's like they're all just nice little memories of times that I had um and I think the older I get the more I kind of revert back to getting stuff that meant a lot to me in my childhood tattooed so I've got a squirrel on the back of my leg because we used to hand feed squirrels in the back garden and it's so it's just like little kind of nice things to yeah remember things and hopefully when I'm old and forgetful I'll be like oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) and when you were tattooed did that influence you to become a tattoo artist yeah definitely I think my first career plan was to be a rock star um and then (laughs) when I uh 
had my first tattoo I was watching the guy do it and I was like oh this is cool like I reckon I could do this and um I asked him then I was like how do you get into tattooing then and it's it's that question we get all the time and it's really irritating when people ask that unfortunately because it's just a really common question so of course yeah. he just rolled his eyes at me and was like just get an apprenticeship and I was like okay but at that point like tattooing wasn't mainstream like it is now and there wasn't really much information on how to get an apprenticeship so I just started really harassing people and drawing a lot and uh ended up getting an apprenticeship with that guy five years later <laughs> so it was uh yeah it was it was good fun <laughs> and do you think over the years have societal views changed from tattoos because they weren't very favorable some years ago yeah it's it's funny like I said like when I first got tattooed nearly 20 years ago especially for girls like girls didn't have sleeves and it was quite a shocking thing for girls to have like big kind of tattoos I think um for me it kind of gave me that out we were all misfits we were all just outcasts of society that didn't really want to fit in so it was like well I'm just gonna get tattooed then it was a bit of a, a pew to society <laughs> like Whereas um, now it's it's definitely since all the TV shows came out and everybody <coughs> sorry, has all these really profound meanings for their tattoos and um, it's become a very kind of mainstream profession where people that might not even like tattoos themselves are tattooing because they're good at art and it's enabled it's become more accessible and I think it's quite rare that you meet someone that hasn't got a tattoo now and it's just not something that we bat an eye at anymore um which is great but at the same time I kind of miss that taboo element <laughs> to having tattoos like we got a tattoo to be a bit edgy it wasn't to be cool and now it's kind of gone the other way so yeah <laughs> um I don't know much about the history of tattoos uh but can you just tell me a, a little bit about their history? I know they've been going for thousands of years. Yeah, so the uh, oldest man, man, human that they found uh, was Utsi the Iceman. And he was dated at 5,000 years old. And he had tattoos um, on parts of his body. And they correlate with Chinese acupuncture points. So he's got these little lines all over his body so it's interesting that the oldest person ever found has got tattoos um and then through uh history like indigenous cultures and, and tribes have used tattoos for identity so to signify what family they're from sometimes it's a rite of passage for um, usually a teenage boy to go through having their family crest tattooed and um yeah it's got an amazing hi uh, history in in healing and uh, just identity really um, and you know achievements people would get tattoos for achievements so it's it's almost older than religion itself tattooing and I think it's really important to remember that and kind of honour that tattooing is an ancient craft and it helps a lot of people physically as well as mentally so I was just reading um, before we came on, there's a tattoo anthropologist called Lars Krutak. Um, he's got a really great TED talk. But one of his colleagues, they went to where they found Utsi the Iceman. And um, his colleague had chronic asthma. And they had a specialist in like um, chi and acupuncture points and things. And they he they replicated the tattoos that Utsi had on this gent. And it actually got rid of his asthma for two years. So I think there's... <laughs> 
Yeah, and it's like you don't know whether it's like a um, kind of mind over matter kind of healing, because obviously the mind has such a massive effect on physical healing, or whether it's actually just something that we has just been lost through time that could actually help a lot of people. But I just find it so fascinating that tattooing can have such a massive effect on someone's physical and mental well-being. It's amazing, really. Well, how would you say that um, tattoos help, especially today, in uh, people's mental health? The people that see you, for instance. Yeah, so I think people get tattoos for lots of reasons. Like for, for me personally, um, I had self-harm issues growing up and getting tattooed stopped that happening because obviously you don't want to kind of destroy the tattoo that you had and it covers the scars associated with that. So it enables people to kind of move forward if they have got scarring that they want a pretty picture on. Um, in general terms, tattooing gives people body confidence. So if someone, you know, hates the legs or hates the arms or, you know, and doesn't get them out when they're on holiday or whatever, if you stick a tattoo that they really love on there, all of a sudden they're like, woohoo, like, you know, out there in shorts and stuff. Um, people use tattoos to signify uh, an achievement or a fresh start. So um, for people that are, um, you know, they might have a tattoo to symbolize their sobriety or to um, show that they survived suicide or whatever people have survived and people have tattoos to commemorate a loved one that they may have lost and it's just it's all a very empowering um, thing to do for yourself it's like the greatest gift you can really give yourself is that um, ability to move forward from trauma with something you know to remind you of how strong you are it's just a uh, yeah, I think most most people I tattoo have a really positive mental health effect from from being tattooed, no matter what the reason, really. And what kind of people do come to see you? Is it every kind of person? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, I think. Yeah, I think I'm one of the few artists that have I have pretty much a 50 50 gender client base. Um, a lot of tattoo artists, you know, will have more women or more men. Um, but yeah, I just because <laughs> of the way I work and I think in, in the past, I've always been made to feel a little bit self-conscious in tattoo studios, like they're quite a scary environment to be in. You feel a little bit judged and I've always gone above and beyond to make sure that where I work is, is not like that and everyone is welcome and it's a safe place and people can offload on me if they want to or if they just want to have a cup of tea. And, um, and for that reason, I think a lot of my clients become kind of friends and it's just like a, a kind of social club <laughs> more than anything so yeah everyone is welcome and um it's always a really nice little kind of environment for people it's it's just uh yeah <laughs> well I must admit I mean all but one of my tattoos have been done by you and I have found it from day one I found it very welcoming there yeah. And it was like I'd known you for, for ages, for years, the very first tattoo that I had. And um, I, there's very few places where you can walk in and, and have that feeling of familiarity. Well, yeah, that's it. And I think like I, um, because I think most tattoo artists, uh, well, most people have some kind of, of trauma and um I feel like I'm quite a good person for people to talk to as well so it's like that it's almost like a free therapy session with the tattoo <laughs> if that makes sense <laughs> um which is always really nice because 
the more I can just help people it's you know because the thing is like when you get a tattoo it's it's um there's a, a correlation between the the pain that you feel through getting tattoo and it, it can bring up quite a lot of trauma for people and people will associate if they have a bad experience getting tattooed that stays with them and it basically even if it's the best tattoo in the world they will hate that tattoo forever because of the experience that they had getting it because you're very vulnerable so making sure that the studio that I work in is a safe place where that doesn't happen and everyone has a really nice time and leaves feeling good is really really important for people's lasting mental health as well there's quite a lot of um there's a lot of physical things that happen when you get tattooed and it, it can bring up all sorts of, of things and emotions so it's important to make sure that people feel completely comfortable when in that process. And do you think that's through your experience in the, in the past through your self-harm? Yeah definitely. Developed who you are? Yeah I think um, it's actually it's easy to look back on uh, I when I look back at my, my teen years um, if, if an outsider was looking at it it would look like it was quite a horrific time but to me it was a time where I was able to become um, independent and um, you know I had to I had a lot of therapy to get through the self-harm issues and I just I just didn't know how to deal with emotion so if I got really angry and you know if the only behavior that you've seen because my poor dad had a mental breakdown the only behavior that you've seen is someone basically taking it out on themselves and you kind of develop that routine so um CBT was amazing in in helping kind of break that but it it does give me a better understanding of people and what support they need with things like that and I, th I think it's awkward sometimes because I do have some clients that instead of self-harming will get tattooed it's like their self-harm and I don't feel completely comfortable being that source of <laughs> trauma that that person needs but if it if it helps them feel better and stops them kind of self-harming like a lot of people like you know if they get frustrated and angry at life and stuff they're like oh I need a tattoo um which, you know, it's fine because it's that release, but at least it's something positive rather than something negative. Um, but yeah, definitely. I think just being a misfit and um, having crushing imposter syndrome and always feeling that everyone is judging you, I don't want anyone else to feel like that. So I kind of go above and beyond to make sure that that doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm not can sure I, if I'm making can I, ask, can I ask why you thought people were, were judging you when you were a kid? Um, it's just... I think it's just it is this imposter syndrome I think like every creative like everyone has it don't they like I still get it now I, I feel like uh the unpopular kid but I definitely wasn't um so I think because I was bought by my dad pretty much I didn't have access to all the things that girls normally have so I was like really rubbish at doing makeup and I was wearing like boys clothes and um so I had to kind of accept that I wasn't really gonna fit in <laughs> Um, and I suppose that just dawns this thing of like trying not to care but at the same time you know when people comment on on your looks and stuff it can be quite uh, devastating at that age which is why I think tattooing again helped because I was actually like wow I've got tattoos I'm pretty cool so <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah. and can we can we talk about nip yeah yeah so um about about nine years ago now um I was tattooing at another shop in Malvern and a lady came in and she had had uh, areola tattooing done 
in hospital after having a breast reconstruction and it had faded really quickly and she asked me to just do it permanently as a tattoo and I'd never seen anything like that before I didn't even know that that was something that they did and um, I was like wow this is amazing like if I could use my skills as a tattoo artist to help people give back something that they've lost rather than just doing pretty pictures like how cool is that um, but at that point there wasn't any training it was only nurses that were doing the work for some reason and then it was about three yeah three years ago uh, I came across this charity called NIP and they're a collective of tattoo artists that are doing restorative tattooing um, realistically and, and permanently so the hospital tattoos that um, get done it's called micropigmentation and the tattoo fades really really quickly and it can have quite a massive detrimental effect on people's mental health because if you imagine you know not everybody needs a nipple it's not an essential thing but to a breast it's like putting the cherry on the cake it, it adds that aesthetic of it being a breast again and if someone's had that tattoo and they're like oh god it looks like a boob again and then the tattoo disappears it can be quite devastating so I did training in uh, areola tattooing and then I've been working with NIP ever since so we are the UK's first cancer tattoo charity and our mission is to empower and dignify breast cancer survivors with 3D realistic permanent nipple tattoos and my role really has been trying to create awareness surrounding it so um i've done a survey so i've asked people how they felt when their nipple tattoo faded and we're trying to present that to the medical field and be like why don't you just let tattoo artists do it because we can we can do it and it will stay and it won't you know um and yeah it's been it's been really great and we've got a campaign at the minute about choice because i think true empowerment comes from having an informed choice on something so we believe that everybody should have all of the information before they make the choice about a treatment so um yeah that's kind of where where my work is with that and I love it and I've met so many amazing people and um it's just been really it's just really nice to be able to gift someone like a healing tattoo when you know they might not even realize how important that tattoo is until they have it but it's just really it's an honor to be able to do that for people i think so <laughs> sorry and you don't charge for that service do you no i think um yeah i i, I just can't bring myself to like i say it's like it's a gift it's an honor to do these things for people uh the idea of the charity is that we have a directory of artists throughout the uk that can apply for funding from nip but at this point i'd rather just let the charity keep the money and, and just do it myself because I, I tattoo body art three days a week so that's my living and then I can afford to kind of spend a couple of days a week doing free nipple tattoos. <laughs> and do, you, do you think the medical profession are, are letting people down by doing what they're doing? Yeah and I think they, they are aware of it as well like all of the nurses that I've spoke to and um, I spoke to quite a few um like managers and surgeons and they are they are you know they're seeing these tattoos come back and they know that they're not great quality but it's just the NHS in particular is such a massive kind of conglomerate of policy and um they're not even allowed to kind of recommend anyone outside of the NHS so the only people that can do it really in the NHS are the nurses who get very little training and you know it's it's that thing about because I'm a tattooist I'll sit and draw nipples like it's just part of you know 
you design it before you tattoo it whereas if you're a nurse you're probably not going to sit and do that because you're so tired after your shift it's almost like something extra that they have to do on a Tuesday afternoon it's like oh you're tattooing now uh, whereas someone that's dedicated to it will put a lot of time and energy into experimenting with like you know making things real and um so yeah it's 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 sad because a lot of the nurses doing the work and a lot of the people in the medical profession know that it's affecting people but they just can't do anything about it at this point so we'll just keep kind of pushing away and then hoping that at some point we'll be allowed to take the the burden but we, we have found that um well I found anyway the the local hospitals around here aren't actually offering the service anymore because of covid so um i've offered my services to them but they're just trying to find a way in which they can kind of recommend me without recommending me because they're not allowed to it's really confusing so um but yeah just keep keep kind of um letting people know that the service is available and they, they don't have to pay and you know <laughs> so. well if that's helping people why aren't the nhs recommending you why aren't they allowed to recommend you I don't know because I know that um individual surgeons can like they can they can say oh there's someone that does you know I have um colleagues of mine get referrals from surgeons but it, I don't know I don't really understand it at all <laughs> to be honest but I don't know and what do you what do you think of um scarification and voluntary amputation um I don't know it's a tough one isn't it because it's I, I don't judge um everybody um has their thing and that's fine like if that makes them happy there's there's also um if you've seen the the brutal brutality kind of movement where they basically just will tattoo so while we're blacking because like to cause as much pain as possible to see how much the person can endure that's not something that I would want to put myself through um I do feel sometimes that maybe it's because, um, I mean, not the amputation thing so much, but scarification, because tattooing is now so accepted, some people might be looking for that thing that makes them outside of that, because tattooing was always that kind of thing of like, I don't fit in with you lot, I'm going to decorate myself so I stand apart. Whereas if everyone's got tattoos now, it's harder to stand apart, which I think is why people are getting, you know, um, inconjected into their eyeballs and and things like that. But um scarification is a weird one I've seen it it healed and it it, it looks kind of cool to start with and then after a while it just um any pattern that you do will just kind of blow out and, and look strange um but yeah the amputation thing I know that there was um a gent in Wolverhampton who I think he ended up in prison because he was doing um he was sewing at people's uh you know when people stretch their ears and they're kind of left with like big holes he was saying those because cosmetic surgeons wouldn't do it, but then he also removed people's nipples. Um, but that was so that they could have um, some people want like a really decorative chest piece tattoo and their nipple gets in the way. Um, so I don't, I don't know, really. It's hard, isn't it? Because I can't put myself in that that shoe where I would um, shoe in those shoes <laughs> where I would identify as someone that wants to be an amputee. Like my my granddad was an amputee. He, he um, lost his hand in the war and that was obviously a massive kind of thing to him to be able to I don't know why you would want to put yourself through that but then I don't understand people's traumas um, maybe if there was more help with mental health and working through these issues then people wouldn't resort to like extreme kind of acts like chopping their fingers off and things I don't really know <laughs> what do you think about it? <laughs> 
I I think if you if you having a part of yourself amputated, I think that that is mental health issue. Mm. I really do, because like that that's permanently scarring yourself. Now I know my mum would say that ta- tattooing is permanently scarring yourself, but um, <laughs> but but that is. I mean, removing a, a body part is. I don't know. I, I think, like you said, it's um. Because it, like like when you had tattoos, it was to stand out. Now so many people have got tattoos. Like again, you've said, you can't stand out with a tattoo. Yeah. So, people are so desperate to stand out now that uh, that they're taking drastic measures. It's. I don't. I like you. I don't understand it. I don't. I don't judge, but I do think if you're having a part of your body removed, then it's a mental health issue. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's um, that. I mean, tattoos are life-altering in the fact that yes, you look different. Um, but I mean, I don't like the idea of laser removal. But at least tattoos can be removed if, like, worse came to worse, or they can be hidden. Um, but uh, yeah, an actual kind of creating a disability for yourself is quite an extreme measure, isn't it? Definitely. Not are tattoos painful? I know that I haven't had I've had one tattoo that's been painful, and none of my <laughs> others have been. But in most cases, do you think tattoos are painful? Um, I, everyone is so different. I think tattoos are painful. <laughs> I cry uh-huh. when I get tattooed. Um, I had my ribs tattooed recently, and uh, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be from what I remember having the other side done. But it's, um, I think everybody has like a limit. So most people kind of sit for maybe a couple of hours and they can cope quite well. And then for me, if I go past that point, I kind of lose uh, my control and then just kind of go into this kind of panic state I guess and start crying and like don't like it anymore um but yeah you get some people literally they they must be so sensitive they can't even just sit still at all like they're very twitchy and like oh um and then some people like yourself will just sit for hours as if it's nothing so I think I don't know whether it's I suppose it's nerve endings in the skin um obviously makes everyone different but also your mental state (coughs) I think if you're um feeling happy and chilled and good then you'll be able to last a lot longer with pain than if you're in like a kind of fight or flight reflex where you're just panicking I saw a really interesting thing on my daughter's kids tv show and it was saying about how um smiling uh means like they basically were putting people's hands in ice sorry I've gone off topic but um and most people could only last like five seconds with their hand in ice before pulling it out. And then they made them do it while they were smiling and they lasted like double the time. So it's interesting that I think mental kind of state has a lot to do with how much pain we can endure as well as kind of physical attributions as well. <laughs> and if you're coming along for your first tattoo, how how does somebody prepare for that? So... It's important to um, find an artist that you like their work. I think uh, because Google is such an amazing resource for people looking for tattoos, but 
I think people need to understand that we can't really copy someone else's tattoo. We have to make it our own because it's plagiarism. So first of all, it's kind of finding that person that you like their artwork and you like the way their tattoos are healing and things like that. And you like their personality. That's kind of important as well, isn't it? Um, and then, yeah, just allowing your artist to kind of advise you in placement and design and things, because we do have more experience and we know what will look good um, 10 years down the line. It's not just about creating something that looks good for the photo. We've got to make sure that lasts the rest of your life kind of thing. Um, but when it comes to physically getting tattooed, the best way to prepare is to have a really good breakfast. Make sure that you, you know, you've got your blood sugars up and you're feeling good bring um drinks and snacks with you and just um just relax and kind of in, enjoy it really and uh, and have a wash <laughs> <laughs> that's important for you as well as them <laughs> um, and how can people get in touch with you especially for the for the nipple tattoos uh yeah i've got um so the studio that I've got is called Lumina and uh, we've got a lot of really great artists. Uh, they're all very, very chilled and easy to get on with as well. So that website is www.lumina.inc. My personal website is www.beckyadelaidetattoo.co.uk and that has all my restorative tattooing um because I do um areola tattooing and then I can help reduce scarring and things as well um and then obviously decorative tattooing uh so all of the information that you need is on there and then um I'm on Instagram as Becky Adelaide and uh yeah Lumina's on Instagram as well and Facebook and just the general kind of normal ways of, of finding someone but yeah I'm just Becky Adelaide tattoo <laughs> Well, thanks, Bex, for, for talking to me today. It's been uh, really interesting talking to you, and I'll be seeing you soon for more tattoos. Yay! Thank you for having <laughs> me. <laughs> Thank you very much. Take care now. Thank you. Bye. Bye.